The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, it has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. <clears throat> has anybody ever questioned your authority to act on your faith? Has anyone ever challenged you or maybe criticized you in terms of how you were expressing or living out your faith? I've had that experience. Perhaps you have as well. I find it to be a pretty uncomfortable situation in which to find oneself. Well, Peter and John are in that situation, but they're not only being questioned about their faith, but Peter and John are actually under arrest the temple authorities have arrested them. Now, I don't have authority to arrest anyone. No priest or pastors have that kind of authority today. But in time of Acts, they're living in a way under a theocracy, but also under the rule of the Roman Empire. The Roman authorities, the military, have come in and taken over this part of the geography. There are some Jews who cooperate with the Romans to maintain order and to rule the people, so to speak, to keep the peace, if you will, in terms of what Rome wanted. So the temple authorities are running things in Jerusalem as a proxy for the Romans, and they have arrested Peter and John. Chapter 4 opens in this book of Acts where Peter and John are under arrest proclaiming it says in verse 2 for proclaiming that in Jesus there is a resurrection now it's important to know as background that part of this council the Sanhedrin that worked with the temple authorities with the high priest many of them were from a group of devout Jews called Sadducees theologically the Sadducees did not believe there was a possibility of resurrection Hence, you can see the conflict between this disciple band, these followers of Jesus who are proclaiming that Jesus has been raised, and this sect of authorities who are saying that's not a possibility. Interestingly enough, there is a house still standing in Jerusalem, which is said to be the house of the high priest in the first century. So... A group of us three years ago had the opportunity to travel to the Holy Land, 
one day they drove up in front of this elaborate house and stopped and said, this is the house of the high priest. It was a house built on a very steep side of a hill. We were at what we thought was street level, but you enter the house and then begin to descend down one flight of stairs after another until you get to the basement. It's a small room hollowed out of rock. There were about 50 in our group. We had to stand shoulder to shoulder to try to squeeze into the space, and still we could not all get into the room. It's that small. They had added electric lights so we could see, but you could tell that if the lights got turned off, you would be standing in pitch dark. You would not probably be able to see the hand in front of your face. A small, harsh, desolate place in the basement of the house of the high priest. Our guide said, this is possibly the room in which Jesus was held when he was arrested. It's also possible that it's the room where Peter and John, whom we're reading about in this book of Acts, have been held overnight because they have been arrested by the temple authorities, by the high priestly family. When we get to the story today, they have brought the prisoners, perhaps out of that basement cellar, prison cell of a room, and they ask this question, by what power or by what name did you do this? Now, they're not talking about the proclamation, the resurrection. They're going back to the story we read last week where Peter and John saw a man who was lame from birth, talked with him, prayed with him, helped him stand up, and saw the man healed, and saw the man walk. And then the text said he was leaping and praising God throughout the temple. And these temple authorities, they know that they are the ones in charge. They know they are the ones who have been empowered by the Romans to decide what is taught in the temple and what kind of ritual practices are performed in the temple. They are the authorities. They know they are the ones with the power to decide who is free and who is arrested, who teaches and who is silenced. And they're wanting to know who are these two people that don't seem to know the rules. It's sort of like they're saying, who or what makes you think that you can oppose these official teachings or act without our permission? Don't you know, we are the ones in charge. We are the ones that have the power here. But Peter and John, seem to be thinking about a different base of power, seem to be functioning from a different realm, so to speak. In the very next verse, in verse 8, the author tells us, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, or began to speak. They are operating from Holy Spirit power. The disciples, this emerging group, are proclaiming that Jesus has been raised from the dead, have had this experience of the Holy Spirit coming upon them and empowering them to proclaim God's love alive, God's love more powerful than even death. 
They're not really looking for political or legal or human permission or power. They're being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, in contrast, the temple authorities are charged with maintaining order and keeping the peace and keeping everybody in line. They want to know who gave you authority. Did someone give you permission to do what you're doing? You can see they're operating in different realms. In a sense, they're asking different questions. Peter makes it clear in his speech to them that as disciples, as followers of Jesus, as those who are proclaiming that God has acted in a distinctive way in raising Jesus from the dead, he says they are responding to God's leading, not human rulers. We hear it in the text there in the 8th verse as Peter begins to speak, rulers of the people and elders If we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Peter is saying, as he did in the previous passage, this is God at work. This is God's Spirit come close. This is God's Holy Spirit that's working in and through us. That this power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that has healed this man who was lame. And is the same power who is speaking through us and leading us and guiding us in these things that we are doing The dynamic seems to be, and humans get caught in this a lot, is we begin to think if we do the right religious and spiritual practices or rituals, say the right words, that somehow we can control God. That if we just pray just right, God will do just what we want. Peter is saying, not not so much. That it's God who's in control. And it's God who's guiding us. And these spiritual practices, these religious practices should be drawing us closer to God, should be opening us to this Holy Spirit of God. And God then will lead us. God will guide us. We don't need to be trying to tell God how to function. We need to be listening and opening ourselves to how God would lead us and guide us and have us function. Peter says we're doing all of this in the name of Jesus Christ or through the power of Jesus Christ. Now it would be easy to condemn the temple authorities as being ignorant or ill-informed or functioning in the wrong way. But it might be more fruitful for us if we just ask this question. I've put it in your outline. How do we approach our spiritual or religious practices do you ever find yourself trying to control god by the kind of prayers you say or the kind of spiritual practices you undertake or do you enter into religious practices and spiritual practices as a way to open yourself to god to make yourself available 
for God to work in your heart, in your spirit, and your life. Peter says the power that raised Christ, the presence of the risen Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit are working in concert, that this is all of God. If you're asking what we're doing, we're working for God, Peter is saying. This passage makes clear that the direction that God is working through all parts of the Trinity is toward doing good in the world. Peter and John are going to the temple for religious practices, prayer, and they see a man in need and they stop and speak to the man and pray with him and offer him a hand up and the man stands and his strength and is able to walk and they begin to proclaim God's love God's power is at work here you misunderstood it in terms of what happened with Jesus being raised, can you see it now? It's at work right here now. Peter and John are saying to the temple authorities, I know about your practices, I know about your power, but do you understand we're talking about something else? We're having a different experience. Are you open to having that experience? Clearly, Peter and John know about God's love alive in Christ. But they do more than know about it. They live it out as they go through their daily lives. They're living out their faith. They're living out their experience of God's love being alive in the world through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. They are witnesses. And they're giving us a guide to be a witness to Amen, and thanks be to God.